He is risen. He is risen indeed. Well, Easter is here again. What an exciting time. Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail Crock, and I am glad you're listening. It's so exciting to be at the Easter season where we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is no longer in the tomb, but he is alive and a living Savior. And you know, I think about growing up, Easter reminds me of the sunrise services that we would have every Sunday. Every Easter Sunday, we would meet back on one of the farms at about 6 a.m., where we would sing the Easter songs, and my brother would play his trumpet, and we had a great time. Then one Easter Sunday, I remember, we climbed on top of Fire Tower Hill and did our Easter service there, and we would just celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was never about the Easter bunny, and never about Easter baskets. It was all about Jesus and his resurrection. What an exciting time. And then after we would do the early morning sunrise services, we would go back to the church for our great big Easter meal. Man, it was delicious and after our Easter meal, we would go into the service for an Easter service where we would sing songs like, Christ the Lord is risen today, hallelujah. Son of men and angels sing, hallelujah. Raise your joys and triumph high. Sing ye heavens and earth reply. Love's redeeming work is done, hallelujah. Fought the fight, the battle's won. Jesus' agony is over, hallelujah. Darkness veils the earth no more. Lives again our glorious King, hallelujah. Where, O death, is now thy sting? Once he died, our souls to save, hallelujah. Where, O victory, is the grave. Man, if you can't say amen to that, there's, then there's nothing you can say amen to. I mean, that is powerful. Then I love that we would sing the song, Up from the grave he arose, and it goes like this. Low in the grave he lay, Jesus my Savior, waiting the coming day, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose, with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, Hallelujah, Christ arose. Vainly they watched his bed, Jesus my Savior. Vainly they seal the dead, Jesus my Lord. Death cannot keep his prey, Jesus my Savior. He tore the bars away, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Man, what a great, what a great song. Jesus, the resurrection of Christ means everything to us today. You know, when I think about serving the Lord, and I think about why I'm a Christian, and there's only one reason that I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
that he claimed he was God. And he said, if you destroy this temple in three days, I will rebuild it. I will rise again. In fact, he told his disciples many times that he must die on the cross. On the third day, he would raise from the dead. But no one actually seemed to understand what Jesus was trying to tell him, except for the Roman soldiers and the Pharisees, because when he died and they sealed him in the tomb, the Romans put at the guard of the tomb, they put the equivalent of the Navy SEAL Roman soldiers. So they, they rolled a big 2,000-pound rock in front of the grave, and they put the strong Roman soldiers there to guard the grave. Man, and that is a powerful thought. And the hours, I was thinking about this, the hours before the resurrection were dark hours. Peter had denied the Lord three times. He was crying and weeping because he saw his Lord die on that cross. He denied him. He did not stand with him. And then he seen his Lord die. So the hours before the resurrection were hopeless for the disciples. But I want to read about Luke chapter 23, 44 through 56, the dark hours. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. For the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered witnessed this sight, and they saw what had taken place, they beat their breasts, and then they went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him in Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now we know there was a man named Joseph of Arimathea that came and took his body and put him in his tomb. And I want to keep reading in verse 50. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from Judea, town in Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, he wrapped it in a linen cloth, and he placed it in a tomb cut out in a rock, the one in which no one had yet been laid. It was a preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath and obedient with a commandment. Man, them had to be dark days for Jesus and his, his disciples. I mean, not necessarily for Jesus. Now he's dead as in, in the tomb, and now he's taken our place in hell, and he's suffering so we can have eternal life. How awful Peter must have felt and how broken-hearted his followers must have been. The darkest days and the darkest times were just before Jesus came out of that tomb. 
Then I want to read Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10. I've entitled this, The Light Shines. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning. His clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. Well, I would have loved to witness this. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he has said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Wow, what an exciting time to go tell the disciples that Jesus was not dead, but that he had risen from the dead. You know, in John 1, 1, it said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And John 1, 14 says, that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And the Bible says that Jesus, when he came, was the light shining in the darkness, but the darkness comprehended it not. And there are many people today, during the time of Easter, they do not comprehend that this time is not about the Easter bunny. It's not about Easter baskets. It's not about what you can get on Easter, all the chocolate. It's about the resurrection of the living Lord. It's about Jesus, our risen King, the King of kings and Lord of lords. You know, I remember talking to a man one time in the hospital. He was from another religion, and he said to me, Why are you a Christian? And I said to him, Well, you take all the other religions and all their leaders and you put Jesus in the middle of all of them, what do you see different about Jesus? And he thought for a minute, and he said, I don't see anything different. And I said, I do. All those leaders are dead and in the grave, but Jesus has risen from the dead, and he is alive, and he sits at the right hand of the Father. And he looked at me, and he said, you know, I never thought about it that way. And that was the day that man accepted Jesus Christ into his heart as his Lord and as his Savior. You know, maybe you're out there the same way. You're like, I never thought of it like that. A lot of people say, well, you know, Jesus was a good man. He was a good teacher. He was a great prophet. No. He was more than that. Jesus was God who came in the flesh. He never had a beginning and he'll never have an end. 
He is the Alpha and He is the Omega. He is the beginning and He is the end. He was dead and behold, He is alive forever and ever. Amen. So Jesus is more than just a good person. You know, when Jesus was talking to the disciples, He said to them, Who do men say that I am? And they were going, well, some say you're John the Baptist, some say this, and some say that. Then he looked at Peter and he said, Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. When he used the Christ, he was saying, you are Messiah. You are God who came in the flesh, the way, the truth, and the life. You know, I would invite you tonight that on this Easter, this beautiful Easter, if you've never accepted Christ, to accept him into your life today. Very easy to do. All you got to say is, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and be my Savior and fill me with the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. You know, Congratulations if you prayed that prayer. Now it would be good for you to find a body of believers, a church to plug into, so you're not alone, so you can live and grow in the Lord. You know, when I think of Easter, I think a new life. I used to love Easter because it was the time that the flowers began to come up in the field and in the woods. And Easter reminds me of yellow daffodils. My mom always had a lot of yellow daffodils around, and I love those beautiful flowers. And Easter reminds me of Easter lilies. I remember we would go to church, and the whole altar was lined with Easter lilies from the beginning to the end. And I used to love the smell of lilies and hyacinths and daffodils. To me, that was a symbol of life and new life that Jesus brings. So when Jesus came to earth, with him came life and more abundantly. What is the implications of Jesus coming back to life, his resurrection? Well, the first implication, he said, if you destroy this temple, he said this in John 2, 19, chapter 2, verse 19. He said, if you destroy this temple, I'll rebuild it. I will rise again. And that's exactly what he did. The resurrection proved that Jesus Christ wasn't just a man. Because if he had been just a man, he'd be still in the tomb. The resurrection proved that he was God who came in the flesh. The way, the truth, and the life. Wow, how exciting is that? Because if it wasn't for the resurrection... We all might as well go home. Um, and that's why when the disciples would preach the gospel in the book of Acts, they always preached about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he was God who came in the flesh. And that's why when they would preach that, people would get mad. They would get angry because what they were saying is the way you're going, you can't get to heaven that way. You got to follow Jesus. So, Secondly, because of the resurrection, we have eternal life. Look, eternal life has already been bought. It's already been paid for. 
Jesus suffered for us. He took our punishment on the cross. He took our separation from God. And he died so that you and I could have eternal life. You know, it says in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, It is through grace, through faith, that you've been saved, not of works, lest any man should boast. You can't get to heaven by good works. You can't get there by how much money you gave to the church last year. You only get to heaven through the blood of Jesus by accepting the precious gift of eternal life that Jesus bought and paid for on the cross. Through his resurrection, Jesus totally defeated Satan. The Bible says in Colossians that Jesus made a public spectacle of Satan triumphing over him through the cross. So glory be to God. Because of the resurrection, Satan is totally defeated. Because of the resurrection, salvation and healing has been made a way for us freely. When Jesus died, he took our infirmities, he took our sorrows, and he took it all to the cross, and he bought and he paid for it. Anything that you and I could struggle with or suffer from, he died and paid for on the cross so that we could be healed. The Bible says it's by his stripes that we were healed. Because of the resurrection, I have hope and I have peace. You know, I don't have to worry about death no more because death has lost its sting because when Jesus died on the cross, he defeated death, he defeated hell, and he defeated the grave. Now, if you can't say amen there, I don't know what. And I say, amen. Thank you for defeating death, hell, and the grave, Lord. Thank you for being willing to die for us. The Bible says, who for the joy before him endured the cross. And when Jesus was dying, his joy was that when he died, he saw that we could have an amazing relationship with him. When Jesus died on the cross, it meant that our relationship to the Father was restored. God had made a way. You know, in the very beginning with Adam and Eve, the Bible says that God would walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. God would walk with them. He would talk with them. He would spend time with them. But when sin entered the world, so did death. And so did separation from God. And that relationship was lost. That's why the Bible says that Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. God had a backup plan in mind because he knew that man would disobey. You know, the thing is, God made each one of us with a free will. We do not have to serve the Lord. We do not have to accept the precious gift of salvation that God offers us. But if we don't accept that gift, then we have to pay for our sins ourselves, and that will take eternity. Why would we want to do that when the way has already been bought and paid for? And if 
where you pay your sins for that is in hell. And you don't want to do that because God made a way so none of us have to go there. And my final thought with how Jesus rose from the dead and how it affects us now, I've talked about this before. The fact is that death has been defeated. You know, the scripture, and I believe it is in 1 Corinthians 15, says, Where, O death, is thy sting? Where, O death, is thy victory? Praise the Lord. You don't have to fear death no more. You don't have to fear dying. If you have Jesus, you have eternal life. And your body might die, but your spirit will go on to be with Jesus Christ. And you do not have to fear death no more, Satan no more. He was defeated at the cross. You can be a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and you can become a part of the family of God. Amen, amen, amen. So I hope that you have a good Easter. I hope that your Easter holiday, as you celebrate the resurrection of the Lord, I pray that there would be new life, new light, and new hope that would flood your life. So I would like to spend some time praying for those of you that are out there listening tonight. And maybe Easter isn't your favorite time of the year, but I want to pray that God would bless you with this peace. Lord, When we, this is a, a wonderful holiday where we celebrate you coming back from the dead. Lord, I'm so thankful that you're not dead. You are alive. You are the risen king. So when you came into the world, the Bible says that the light shone in the darkness. And I pray for those right now that are caught in darkness, caught in depression, caught in anxiety. I pray that your light would pierce their darkness and that a ray of hope would shine through to each and every person who is listening to my voice tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. I want to thank you for listening. This program is brought to you by Family Tree Medical of Hastings, Michigan. May the risen Lord be with you each and every day and may his presence and may his light shine into your life.